0: guy motivational podcast thank you so so much for joining me today we have a wonderful guest Uh, (laughs) i've been trying to have her on uh for several weeks now but as you know this what's going on with covid uh there's been a lot of hiccups on this journey but uh sammy reed is my guest today she's an actress a poet an athlete and she loves boxing by the way Uh, she's a motivational speaker she's a world traveler and she has a wonderful business that she's been um uh, this part of this journey for her business and so she's been doing this for a while and she's going to talk about that with us today. So I'm so, so glad that you're here today. And also I'm, I haven't forgot to mention that you're, you have wonderful children, twins yes. and a wonderful wife. And so you're a mommy too. So, um, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing?
1: Good. It's so good to be here. Oh my gosh. It's like a dream come true. We've been trying.
0: Yes. Yes. You're so busy. <laughs> and, and and like, a, it's, one thing after another. So um, yeah. I'm going to start you off by saying, you know, let me tell, you know, just tell our listeners about, uh, you know, uh, where were you, where were you born and raised and uh, yeah, what city were you, were you born and, and yeah, give me a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Well, I was born in Quantico, Virginia. My dad was in the Marines. He's an officer in the Marine Corps. And so we started off there and then traveled around, so we lived a lot of places because he actually got hired on by NCIS. So he's a uh, federal agent, retired now. My dad actually won federal agent of the year when he yeah. was over all the agencies. Is that crazy? It's pretty. Well, that's a, that's cool.
0: amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So you moved around a lot. And mm-hmm. um what did you spend the majority of your childhood? In? And then was your do you have a mom in the home as well, or and did you have any brothers and sisters?
1: I'm an only child, and um, we moved to England and were there until I was in second grade and then came, came to the States and uh, lived down in Oceanside, California, so raised by the beach. My mom is a math teacher. Thank goodness for my mother. Oh, my gosh. My mom just got me through math. Math is not my thing, and, um, and then started acting when mm-hmm. I was, I would say, nine. I started dancing and then competing, and I ended up in a national competition where I won, and it was in Las Vegas. It was huge, and, um, and I won that competition, so I won. They had an all-around winner, so I won all categories, and from there, I was approached by managers and agents. And that started my acting career. And I lived in Oceanside. So my mom said, Hey, you know, if you want to act, you've got to, you got to let go of dance because it's going to be a lot of traveling for us. So, so,
0: so, so how how did that happen? So that, so you said you started acting like people just don't just, I'm going to just start acting and then jump into it. I mean, you have people that they've wanted to be actors and actresses for you know, for for many, many years, and they can't get into it. How did you get into it, and how did you land your first role?
1: So from winning that competition, that national competition, I mean, there were thousands of people there, and I was the overall winner in my category in dance and modeling and all all these Mm -hmm. different categories. So from there um, and getting a manager and getting an agent, I started at the um, Young Actors uh, Space and it was with the, this woman, Diane Hardin. And I started taking acting classes um, with, gosh, who was in this class? I think Brian Austin Green was in those, Stephen Dorf, A lot of really awesome actors. And, um, and from there, I started auditioning. And my first commercial was a Rainbow Bright commercial. And um, the, the little girl from Poltergeist was in it. She's passed away. Heather, what was her last name? Heather the main little girl from Poltergeist was in that commercial. And so we worked together. And then from then on, I just started booking, booking roles.
0: Yeah. And then what, and, and you were how old at the time? Nine. That's yes, I thought nine, nine. Yeah. Wonder
1: half. years, step-by-step step, out of this world, all sorts of, you know, if you're our age, you would know those shows. <laughs>
0: so, so, so you said, um, what shows were you on, and what kind of pressures do you have when you were when you were on those shows?
1: Um, there was well, I, so I did tons of guest starring, guest starring, so um, roles on all of those shows, which had great, great roles, playing all the way from you know, uh, like a high school dropout to uh, you know going through med school on Seventh Heaven. Um, um, on Wonder Years, uh, all sorts of great, great roles, and then I booked Sister Kate, which was an NBC show, and it was about a nun that took care of seven orphans. Stephanie Beecham played the 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 nun, and then Jason Priestley was in it. Um, and I was tutored on the set, and it, you know, we went for a season, and I loved it. I just, I loved every bit of it. Uh, I'd say. The hardest part of it is I think you know is there's a lot of body stuff if you're a young girl going from a child and then I was acting all the way I didn't completely stop until I was maybe 30. so that's a long time and I and I worked progressively through it but I'll I'll never forget somebody told me you know you should um, you should model but I'm five five so I I was like all right well you know I'll see so I went to a modeling agency and um, and then had a great interview with the agent. And then he said, so how much do you weigh? <laughs> and I said, 125 pounds. And he said, okay, great. And then he took out a scale. And he told me, uh, why don't you go ahead and step on that? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, every time you come in, we're gonna weigh you. And I just thought to myself, I don't know. It just didn't feel good inside of my being. I just knew that that wasn't going to be good for me. Um, and I've always been very healthy and very fit. But I work at it, you know. I, I I eat healthy and exercise, and I'm not just naturally super skinny. Right. I've always been. I feel like uh, uh, had a nice body, had some body on me. So i just thought you know what i'm not gonna do it so i walked so you, out and said no i don't want to i'm not going to do that
0: I'm so you, do that. Do, you didn't want to do the modeling thing because there's a lot of a lot of pressure to for your body to be a certain way and you knew at that age that that wasn't that wasn't didn't feel right for you and i think that's a that's a good a good thing <laughs> I, my I mom know
1: really advocated for me like on the mm-hmm. set on sister kate they'd want to put me in a bathing suit i played this <clears> character <throat> her name's april newberry and she was, you know, this really light-hearted girl on the show that was just very positive. And I, I didn't, I, but I didn't want to wear bathing suits on national TV when I was 15. Yeah, I felt fair, And so my mom advocated and she stepped forward and said, you know what? If she doesn't feel doing that. Why don't we put her in a bathing suit top? And she would asked me, hey, what do you think about shorts? Do you want to wear like shorts? And I was like, yeah, let's do that and they so, worked with me they totally worked with me the NBC was awesome
0: so how was how is it managing your teenager with high school and then and how was it with your parents were your parents supportive of you was there pressure to do well in school at the same time as act how did you manage all of that
1: well luckily my mom um is a teacher so and she taught at the high school that I went to and she ended up uh, being my my teacher on set as well because there were seven kids on the show that I was on, and I didn't like being and we were all tutored on the set and we had a tutor and I didn't like the environment. We were all different ages. And so my mom stepped up and said, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, she took a, a break from teaching and became my my teacher. and um, and so, That worked out well, but I went to school one week out of the month. So we would work three weeks and then you go back to regular school for one week. And it was very awkward, Um, very awkward because everybody knows who you are. um, But you didn't I didn't really form strong relationships because I wasn't there that often, Um, although I still am friends with some of my people, some of the people that went to my high school. Um, and that's awesome. So, but I formed those friendships after I graduated and I graduated high school at 16 because I moved yeah. fast through school because I was tutored, you know, tutored
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that because I've heard that many, many times where, um, people that are acting at a young age, they miss out on big chunks of their teenage years and how in retrospect, they wish they would have experienced that more because like you said, you don't have those connections that many times you develop those connections lifelong. And mm-hmm. so it's difficult to have those things. So in retrospect, when you think back on those times, do you, um, I don't think, I, I think that I, I've, I've known you for a while, so I don't think that you regret any of your experiences for sure, but if there's anything that you could have changed, what would you have changed if you if you would have changed anything?
1: Well, I'm glad that I did. I took a year off of school. I mean, not off of school, off of working. So when Sister Kate, um, I just, I decided that I was going to take a year off. And so I went back to school and uh, decided that I wanted to experience what you're talking about. So I, everybody's like, oh, you'd be a great cheerleader. I'm very positive. And that's really one of my, my gifts, I think, is to motivate people. And I wake up you know, i just wake up with a good attitude i feel that that's one of my gifts in life um so i tried out for cheerleading and i got on the cheerleading team and then i did a uh, varsity soccer when i and um and <laughs> i was on the worst soccer team <laughs> i was on varsity soccer as a freshman and it was the worst oh my gosh it was just oh and um and then cheerleading and when I was in cheerleading, I just decided, I said, you know what? This just isn't, I just didn't have the bond with the girls. Cause I, I didn't go to school really. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I decided I want to go back and act. And I told my mom and she fully supported me. And then I immediately, you know, after that year, I I was done. So, so you,
0: so. I did it for uh, a
1: year and I'm really glad I did it for a year to experience
0: so, it. So in your teenage years, you were in what, what shows again were you in your teenage years when you in?
1: Um, gosh, I was in, um, well, the, from nine to 30, um, I, I was in Out of This World is about an alien and she could stop time. And I recurred on that show. So I was her best friend, the main characters, uh, one of her friends at school. And then Wonder Years, Step by Step with Suzanne Summers. That was amazing. She was awesome to work with. Oh my gosh. She was wonderful. I did a pilot called mom and a pilot is the first episode of a series. And that pilot, um, Lonnie Anderson played my mother and Juliana Moore was my older sister in that pilot. And it was so funny, but it did not get picked up. And then two years later, they brought it back and had us redo it. And I'm not sure if there's something going on with the producers and the network, because it was amazing. And Lonnie Anderson is a star. I mean, working with her, she is a star. We went to lunch and we just walked in on like, uh, on the, uh, uh, you know, where we were working. And so it was like, we were eating lunch. So there's tons of different actors there, but we walked in and at the entire restaurant stopped. I mean, she just, she was like being with Marilyn Monroe or something. She was awesome. Um, and then CSI, Just Shoot Me, Drew Carey, I was in Rockstar, just a lot. I mean, I could go on and, and on. Renegade, Renegade, that was when I was now, like, driving a I motorcycle and shooting a gun, that was fun.
0: So let me ask you, so um, after you said you graduated when you were 16, um, did you end up going to college or you just, how did you, how did you go to college at the same time? So you were, you were acting full time and you, that's how you made your living, but you obviously went to school. Did you go to school after you, after you continue, after you stopped your acting or what was, what was that transition like?
1: So to go to circle back to your question of would I have done anything different. So to answer that, um, I wouldn't have done anything different, but what was difficult very difficult was to go to college as an adult and that i did not have a i never took a break i didn't have a regular experience so by that time i was married um and then i had my daughters twins and i was in my master's program and it just didn't have the element of of fun of that college experience that you hear that people have, you know, it's like the gateway to adulthood, but I'd already been an adult since I, you know, I'd already been working at such a young, young age, but I do, I wouldn't have done it different. I want to be very clear. I would not have done it different because I love my life and I love all my experiences. If I were to pass on some knowledge and to kids, I would say, Hey, don't take a don't take a gap year. Don't risk not just following through with your education. Education is so important, and why not doing it? Do it during that space in your life where you're young. You're young still.
0: So yeah, I I agree with that. I hear a lot of times people will say you don't need an education um, to be successful, and you know what? I agree with that. I think that there's a, I mean, my dad didn't have much of an education, and he was successful, but. I, at the same time, I think that it's a life experience that that is important to have uh, and critical in your development. And I, I don't I don't think that when people say that I don't agree with them because I think going to school is part of like uh, developing social networks and developing okay. networks and mentors and so there's a lot of things that they don't talk about that school provides and um, and I know that. Uh, you know, it, it takes sacrifice to do all those things, and so in your when you were in your in your twenties, you were acting the entire time. And was that easy to make? Was it easy for you to have to build a life doing doing that kind of work? Was it consistent work? Um, did you have a lot of pressures during that time? What kind of pressures did you have in the business?
1: Um, I think. When I think of that that time in my life, it just was what I was supposed to be doing. I, I couldn't even imagine doing anything else. And I would always have little jobs um, along the way while I was acting, just to stay busy and not to run through all the money that I had made. Um, and to meet people, I loved meeting people, whether I was working at a coffee shop in the town that I was living in, and I loved that. Or whether I uh, I worked security, graveyard security. <laughs> I did all these really random jobs while I was acting. That I have a plethora of experience in very random fields, and I loved I loved them all. And the jobs came. They started decreasing when the amount of auditions started decreasing. So. I am um, 48, and so I've been a- I've been acting for a long time, and I stopped when I was around 30. But I noticed a significant difference when I was 24 or 25. Reality TV hit, so that diminished the amount of auditions that we had, and I loved doing sitcoms. I mean, I used to dream. When you're doing something from nine years old till adulthood. At nine years old, you dream big. When you're a child, you dream anything. And I worked. So I would envision myself winning the Oscar. I mean, I really did it. I could see myself with everything that I was, or or being on Star Search. (laughs) Um, Or I just could see, I could do anything. I could be anyone. And um, when... At 24, when I noticed the decrease in auditions, I just thought to myself, oh my goodness, it's changing, the business is changing. And I've been doing it for so long. And I think that's when I first started processing that I might need to do something else and that I might not win the Oscar. And that sort of sounds silly, but really think if you're a child, how true and how vivid and how many dreams I had had. So it broke my heart a little bit, to be
0: honest. Did, did you, did you have, did you have, and I was going to ask you, I'm glad you brought that up, is that there was a sense that there's some disappointment in that. And are there a lot of people that I'm sure some of your peers that also are in the entertainment business, did you see them going through the same process as you or? the realization that this is a lot more difficult. It's getting more difficult for as you get older, it becomes more difficult. Um, it's, it's difficult when you're younger, let alone when you're older. So um, did you see a lot of your peers going through the same stressors as you?
1: Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd say in my twenties, is when I really was feeling that. And other people that I would, you know, that I, I became very good friends with, and we were all in um, Dee Wallace Stone's acting class, loved her acting class. She's the mom in ET. And so we were all in her class. And it was, it, it came, it was a little painful when the job started spreading out more and more. And then by the time I was 30, I, I knew that it was, I mean, if it was gonna happen, it, it would have happened. I was on an audition and it was a producer callback, and there's a a a woman sitting next to me and she just looked so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and and I and I said, Oh gosh, how you know, how long? I just wanted to know, how long have you been doing this? And she goes, Oh, I, you know, I just moved here from the south somewhere. And I just thought to myself, hmm. I don't know, I am I still gonna be auditioning when I'm 40? You know, you have to reach a certain point in your career, in an actor's career, to where you've worked so much that then scripts are being sent to you. Mm-hmm. Right, yes, scripts yes. Are being sent to you. I might've been going straight to producers, but nothing was coming to me. So it did, I, I did process it, it did. I mean, I had I shed some tears. For years, just I couldn't imagine my life without it.
0: What what is the what was the pressure like to perform and like learning your lines and was it was that difficult uh, memorizing your lines and and before you went on, hey, you know what, I have to really bring my A game because if I don't, there's so much competition out there ready to take my place. How did you deal with that?
1: Um, When I was working a lot, it wasn't difficult to learn my lines. I mean, I, you just get, it's part of your skill set. And then as jobs, as the time between jobs got farther and farther, it did get a little harder to memorize everything. And um, when you're not a regular on that TV show, you're walking into like a family unit. The casts are usually these family units and um, that's what they feel like. And they all have bonds and it's fun, but, you know, it's it's, it was a little bit more nervous, you know, so it did get a little bit because my skill of memorization wasn't being utilized so much, um, and,
0: and was it was the dynamic different for? Um, and I'm going to ask you this because I, I this, was it different for men versus women? Um,
1: I don't know, I don't know. I would imagine so, just being a human being. You know, I would imagine so, but I think everybody processes emotions a little a little different. And now I don't think of it as failure. Um, and I am, I've gone on to do, to do really fun things. I mean, in what I'm doing now, and I'm writing um, poetry, and uh, we have an affirmation process that we teach in the curriculum um, that I've written, I'm the the founder of a company called Elevate Community Wellness. And, um, and so one of the poems would go perfectly right now, um, and it's called I Am Courageous. Would you like to hear it?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) I feel like it's going to, I feel when I'm, it's interesting because right now just even talking about it, talking about acting in that way and going back to the time of feeling like a failure, right? Like I can just feel it in my body right now, but then going forward and, and using a proper um, not, not a proper, but a, good affirmation process where you can get through something really helps. Um, and this I, this is one of my favorite affirmations. It's I am courageous. This is the one that I have up in my car. You have these affirmation cards. This is uh, the card. I am courageous. And there's a picture of a lion on it. And I've memorized it. So when I get an affirmation, I memorize, I I wrote this poem, but I do memorize it. My kids memorize it. One of my daughters, Starla, sings it as she walks through the house. And it just helps, helps me just feel good, helps me feel better. So I am courageous. I am courageous. It is outrageous to think of life in any other way. For when we fall, we must stand up tall. Understanding failure does not make us small. There is nothing to prove to anyone else, only living into the worth of ourselves, not deterred by danger or fear, even when the truth is unclear. Instincts are here to guide us like the lion inside us, calm and patient. Courage is bravery adjacent. Our roar is to ignite the will to fight, the need to always be right. True strength comes from our light, which holds our force, power, and might. In this place, Hearts unite and understanding and acceptance take flight. The beauty of peace will then be in sight. Release your lion's mane. Breathe easy with no shame. Focus your eyes on what is courageous for that is advantageous and contagious for everyone.
0: Well, I, I love that, Sammy. When when did you write that? And what inspired you to write that?
1: Um, I was putting together the affirmation practice and I was looking at these cards that go with the affirmation that we that we've done. I love this one. I am connecting and building rel oops, and building relationships with others. It's that sweet. Right? And I just was looking at them at the cards after after my business partner and I um put them together and i just started writing i've been writing poetry since second grade and they're these short inspirational poems which usually when we're writing we're writing about the pain of it right if i were to write about not succeeding at the dream that i'd had since i was nine there would be pain there right? Like you could feel it even, I don't know if you could, I I I
0: was was, going a minute ago. Well, I I could, I was going to say that. I appreciate, (laughs) I would appreciate you being so um, real because I can tell you as you were getting emotional and you had to like, you stopped yourself for a minute just to kind of compose yourself because I know it's, you know, when you were talking about, I think some of those emotions started to come back to you and I just appreciate you just being so real, uh, you know, with, with our... With our audience, so thank you so much. I appreciate that, and that's what really this shows is about us. Is people is is talking about the struggles they have, and those real and those struggles are real. And um, one of the things I during your your acting, I know that you were very much into fitness at that time. Yes, and, and you were you you were boxing, and you were you were tell us about the. I know you did a music video in Ibiza, <laughs> which uh, I had <laughs> no, the opportunity. No, that was a feature film. That uh, was a feature, was film.
1: feature film. Yeah it be
0: so what was that about and, then, and we're gonna start we're gonna start uh, transitioning a little bit into the other parts of your life after this but how what was that what was that about um
1: the the movie that I did yeah. or, um, at, or or boxing the both. oh the movie was awesome oh my gosh I lived in Spain for three months starring in a movie with Gary Busey Mariano Alameda who is a big Spanish star he's he was so fun and um then I traveled Europe afterwards and we did sounds in thailand i mean it was awesome i mean being an actress was just it's it's really a beautiful part of my life and i'm very very proud of it very proud and i and i and just so you know i do consider myself very successful and i love the the experiences the pleasure the pain the process of of chasing dreams right and then and then and being an acceptance and understanding of when to move forward and try something new. So That's during right. the time of, of, of acting, um, I was just being active at a boxing facility and, um, and I loved the boxing kickboxing. There was like this huge gym and it had these big, heavy, um, you know, um, like, I don't know how much those bags weighed. They were huge. And, it was professional fighters. I loved this gym so much working out there. I was there all the time. And then spinning, taking spin classes. They had a spin program there that was amazing. And then one day the spin instructor, something happened and they didn't. They weren't able to show up. So the person that was running the, the gym at the time, my good friend now, um, came over and she said, Hey, Sammy, you've been you know, taking classes for so long. Why don't you just jump on the bike and teach really quick? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never taught anything. Well, I went in and got certified as a spin instructor and started training with uh, Javier Diaz, this amazing fighter. And, and then I w- ended up teaching the classes. I ended up becoming the director of group fitness there and the sales manager at one point. And I was there for 12 years. And it, and it overlapped into my acting career. And I was so grateful because it was such a cool job. I mean... It, it,
0: and I and know a cool
1: you place to work.
0: And I, and I know that's, uh and I think that you've been a lifelong fitness person. And so I know you still teach, uh, like you get up at four or five in the morning and, and, <laughs> and teach, teach folks at the beach and, and uh, are, are still yeah. doing your group instruction. And one of the things I really love about you, uh, Sam, is you always have so much energy. When I talk to you, you're like bouncing off the walls. You just have so much energy in your, and, um, and there's, you, you're you're always smiling and um, even in difficult times you're smiling you always have that smile on your face and I know all of us have difficult times, but you always put a, a great face on it and um, and I like I said I appreciate you talking about your your time in acting and and how you got through that and how you're very successful and um, and all the things you do to maintain that success and so, how do you transition? So you went to, you went to school um, and what did you, what was your, your BA? And then you have a master's as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, my BA is in uh, business with an emphasis on marketing. And then my master's is in uh, psychology.
0: And then, and then you transition. That's when you started working on this business. And I, what I love about, and I want you to talk about your business because your business is it's, it's, I know it's probably primarily focused on, on children, but, um, but the lessons that you that you bring up in your program, uh, are, they fit. They're good for everybody. Trust me, they're good for everybody. So, if you can just tell me how this business started and the genesis of this business and how you put together and and give us the kind of the, what it's about. So I
1: really feel that everything has led me to this specific point um, in my life, where at my at the you know, I went to the University of Santa Monica. And it was just a spectacular program. I mean, I can't speak any more highly of it. Um, It's actually in spiritual psychology, which is psychology with um, life, like just life skills for your soul, not just for your mind. Right? When we think of processing what we've been through, if we're stuck in our ego and we're stuck in what's right and what's wrong or what's bad and what's good, what's black and what's white, right? We we get, we get lost there and we start responding to life from fragments of who we are because we have these neural pathways that we've made through our life that says, well, if somebody doesn't show up for me, oh my gosh, it's just this huge thing. I feel abandoned without even even recognizing that that's the path that I've sort of grinded through in my existence on the planet is I'm having these reactions when people don't show up for me. That's an example, right? So I respond from a part of me that's hurt or feels left or feels sad or unworthy. Right. And, and everybody does this, or why do I get triggered and mad at this? When I feel that somebody's trying to control me, I'm going to stand up and, or maybe I retract. So we have all these different versions of ourselves. That we that come forward in our life, and they're they really just come forward without us having anything to do with it. It's just an automatic response because we've walked those paths, things have happened to us over and over, and we've processed it the same way that we did when we were six and something happened. Right? We cry or we get mad, whatever that is. So, these skills that we're teaching are wait a minute, wait a minute, I know that I'm upset right now and I'm outside of my peace. I know that I'm that I'm hurt and um, I know I'm in judgment, right? I know that I'm outside of my peace when I am making somebody else wrong and me right or the other way around. So I know I'm there. I know I'm in this place where I'm uncomfortable. I'm emotionally and socially uncomfortable right now. So do I want to just react? Mm, maybe not. But how do I change?
0: Why, so why don't you want to react?
1: I think it's best to respond. Right? If the reaction that I'm going to have isn't going to make me a better person, I ask myself, is this reaction bringing me closer to who I want to be? is this feeling good? This, if I respond to somebody, right. Or can I change that response? Move away from the triggering event. That's made me uncomfortable. I'll just go back to using the same example as somebody. Um, didn't show up. They, they called at the last minute and canceled lunch. And, and I'm, I feel sad about that. Or I feel angry about that. Whatever somebody would feel, you know? And wait a minute, wait a minute. So before I call this person back or take that call and be like, you know, I don't appreciate you canceling me on the, on the last minute. I don't, I don't like that. That's not okay with me. But before I go there, is there another approach? How do I even know what happened to that person? It's not to say that I can't express my emotions if something doesn't feel good, but do I want to do it when I'm mad? Do I want to do it when I'm sad? Right? There's, wait a minute. Let me, let me get away from this and just respond from my loving. Hey, are you all right? What happened, Martin? I, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you weren't able to make it today. Is everything okay? Oh, so yeah. you- going through a rough time instead of jumping at something and being like no this is not okay this doesn't work for me
0: right yeah it just slow the process down I mean like, like you said kind of take a step back and slow the process down so you're making good yeah. decisions so we're and, making I, and good I
1: decisions
0: and so you started this program you developed a program and I, I know you have a team of people and what's the name of your what's the name of your company and how did you put the team together
1: it's elevate community well- wellness. Elevate Community Wellness. And our website is elevatecw.com. We have a lot of information on the website. and You could see that the, the team there. Uh, my business partner and I, I actually started um, physically, like I was his trainer, <laughs> his personal trainer. And then I was getting my master's and um, became a life coach. And we had this just amazing connection. And he's a genius, Andres Samoji. He is so smart. I love his work ethic. I love just, he's just an amazing human being on the planet. And, um, and he's in IT. And I told him at the end of one of our sessions, I said, you know, one day we're going to work together. One day we're going to work together. and then we teamed up and we built out this program. He is the it genius behind everything. So that's what the platform is that you go on and you see, um, and you go through a course where we have step-by-step processes that guide you into being able to make different decisions. And you don't have to, I mean, it's the homegrown right out that the public can go on and, and, and get a subscription and they can be billed monthly or you can pay for the year and it's really covering how do i love myself what does that look like that's where we start and it sounds so simple so simple to love myself oh you can say right away oh yeah i love myself i love but how do you feel every day is it difficult? Are you? Is your job not working for you? Are you having issues in your relationship with your spouse or your lover or whoever it is you've got going on? How are your kids doing? Right? So this is really, it is a habit. The step-by-step processing is about being able to formulate a habit and sorry, how sorry. I wake up every day and be the best
0: me that and I sorry. can be. And so your focus is is social and emotional learning, and I know emotional intelligence. I mean, study after study indicates the same thing: is that high uh, a high emotional intelligence quotient, uh, you're more successful in all parts of your life. Your personal relationships, your uh, you know, your work relationships, your professional relationships they they all improve when you really really work on that emotional intelligence part of part of yourself. Yeah. What, so can you, can you give me kind of an idea of what you mean by uh, social and emotional learning?
1: Yeah. So social, what we think of it is there's social and emotional learning. And that's what people do when you sign up for the program and you log in and you move through the course. And there are tests that you take, physical tests that you take. There are practices that you do with yourself and with your family. Um, that's the social and emotional learning. And now, if we were to define social and emotional intelligence, how I, how our company likes to define it, is, um, is the ability to identify what you're feeling, right? When you're feeling it. Being like, ooh, I'm outside my peace. I'm being able to identify right now what I'm feeling. That's huge. That's another thing people think is very easy. But how many emotions have you defined? Right? That's another part of the course. You'll be defining emotions every every week. You learn two emotions. By the time you finish it, you've defined 28 emotions, half challenging emotions and half positive emotions. So then what does that do? That allows you to be able to talk about your feelings. Right? Talk about your feelings and regulate your emotions then you want to express your emotions in a pro-social manner that is emotional intelligence
0: can you give me can you give me an example of, of something that you do i know that part of this is with your kids you said that you had some exercises. can you give me an example of how you would how would you teach that to an adult or a child that what would you do
1: Oh, okay. Well, and I love on the website, you can catch a um, a great 60 second video. That's awesome. And it just so inspiring. And then I'll actually talk um, in another video on the website, I talk through it so you can, and then you can see what the platform looks like. So it's, it brings it down because it just sort of feels out there when we talk about feelings, right? How do we, how do we bring our feelings out of the air and sort of down to the pavement? So we can walk through life feeling emotionally balanced, right? Um, so a great example of that would be, uh, well, okay. So let's just go back to these because I'm seeing these in front of me. These affirmation cards. So in the program, you can purchase these. They're online. Whether you're taking Homegrown or not, you can get the affirmation practice um, separate from the course, or you can you can purchase these with the course. Or you get a packet of of affirmations. And, And one of the things that we would do is we sit around our table and we will pick out the affirmation card that we feel drawn to, that just really represents how we're feeling at that moment. And then we go around the dinner table as we're eating and each person takes a turn going over their affirmation. And talking about what that affirmation means. And depending on how how old your kids are or how young your kids are, that looks different ways, right? You might have one person at the table that goes around and expresses, I am empowered. And then my eight-year-old will talk about what empowerment feels like for her, which is awesome. Are you kidding? To sit at the dinner table? With your kid, your eight year old kid, and listen to her not only talk about why she's empowered, but define it for you. I'm telling you, it often leads to a round of applause, high fives, hugs, and she feels amazing. And then we back her up after she gives an example of, I am empowered. Then anybody will just chime in and talk about, oh my, you are so empowered. When you get up and just walk around no matter where you're at singing and not, and just being and spreading that light. That is such, that feels empowered. I feel you're empowered at that moment. And she laughs and giggles and, 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 and loves that. Right? Or they'll so, tell you
0: Yeah, Go ahead. So why is that? Why is that? Tell me why I, I, I can go down the road with you because I, I have an idea, <laughs> it's but so fun. What, but why but why is that important? Because and not we have not, to. not only not only in, in, in the lives of children, but in our friends and families. Why is that so important?
1: Oh, because to live in our light, to be able to live in our light is I would say, and to be able to love ourselves and model the way is truly the key to feeling fulfilled. No matter what your job is, no matter what your situation is, you need to get out of a situation, right? That's a lot of people need to get out of situations. I've worked with tons of people moving through divorces or that have lost children or whatever that is. When we're in a dark place, we have got to be able to know where our light lives, to be able to move through those emotions and accept them, move into understanding right? And then to be able to model the way. I love, love, love Nelson Mandela. And in one of his inaugural speech, he said, we are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own lights shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others.
0: So what, what advice, if I were to ask you, Sammy, what advice would you give people if they're in a dark time to, um, to get out of those times? What, would you, to, what, would you, what kind of advice would you give someone to get through those times and to motivate people to pursue their dreams?
1: I live by the skill set that we teach, and it's what I went through my master's and what I got in. So it is an education in how you feel, in your emotional state, right? How do I manage myself? Are we gonna be like, oh, maybe I'll do that later. What's the most important thing in your life? The most important thing in your life is to be able to understand and accept yourself is to be able to love yourself. I'd say if you're moving through a dark time, which all of us have, oh my goodness, all of, us, all of us have. If you need to be in therapy or be in coaching, I always recommend that. Get assistance when you need it, right? I was moving through something difficult and I, I just went and had a few sessions with, with, with my therapist. I've got him on call. Hey man, I need a, I need a few sessions to process this right now. Are you available? Get the help when you need it and make sure that you're with the right person and you will know if you're with the right person. Um, And if,
0: and if you don't have those, if you don't have the resources to have that saying, what would you say is getting, getting with a good friend, getting with a family member, getting with a mentor or a high school teacher or Whoever you need to, whoever you need to be with to give you that support, so you can get through that difficult time.
1: Yes, I mean, I I do believe that there are so many resources available for people, so you don't have to be. It doesn't matter your social or economic standing in the world. I mean, I was, and I I feel that we're here to be very open and honest. I was brutally raped when I was eighteen years old, and I had no idea what to do about it, and I. I blocked it down and and, and held it down for years until I was in a very safe relationship and it started to come forward. And I just called the hotline. If you want help and you know you need it, it is there for you. It doesn't mean that you have to have insurance or you have to have, I called the Los Angeles Commission on assaults against women and on a 24 hour hotline. And I talked to somebody. And I ended up in a therapy, in a, in a process with them. I went on to become a speaker for them. I went into high schools and taught kids what no means, right? So I think that, and then really moving through that, right? And being, and coming to term, terms with that, right? And then being able to go and give back into the community, having it not be a secret that I'm holding inside of myself, filled with shame and unworth and unworth just feeling unworthy. That's a key component. Nothing. We have all been through things no matter where you're from or what you look like. We have all gone through intense things. That's part of life. It's how am I going to stand back up?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How am I going to stand back up right now? Is there a good friend that I can call? And, you know, I, I, I also want to encourage you get to a point where You know, I don't want to just hear myself talk, right? You go through therapy. It's a lot of talking. That's great. But give me the skills in order to shift, right? I mean, I really think that being honest with oneself and knowing your worth is so important. And your worth doesn't have to do with the incidents in your life that have brought you down or stood you up right? I mean, some of the worst times, and like I said, like the failures, not processing this, so what? I stand back up, right? How can I live into the best parts of me? How, when I wake up in the morning after something so brutal happened, how do I get out of bed? How do I even be in a relationship with somebody or allow somebody to like me or touch me or feel worth? Well, it happens. It's a journey, but you can always find something inside of yourself that you can remember that you know is your gift what is your gift what is it and how do you live into that purpose does it have to be your job no you find a way right we find a way
0: i i um, I, I, I absolutely love that and I hear those kind of things and it just, it's just I, I, I get caught up in it, too, because it's just so it's it's very, very empowering. I know some people say, well, you know what, um, this is uh, hearing the empower, it makes me feel weak. And it's, it's all it's like all touchy filly, but it really isn't because I, I, we've all been through experiences where we have to just try to get through those things in their difficult times. And we need other people to support us to be successful. And I I think that's uh, critically important. And I, I really, really hear that when, when you're speaking.
1: Here's another, another one of the affirmations is, um, there, here's, here's two that are just really coming forward for me right now. One is, I can become whatever I want to be. I can become whatever I want to be, flying free like a bird in the sky, never shy. And at the same time, knowing sometimes we must say goodbye to the parts of us that hold us back and only seem to focus on what we lack. We are not here to build a debilitating shack where all we wanna do is nap. No, no, no. These are the facts. Travel through life and don't look back. Be here right now. Eyes are open and alive to survive all that we strive to be. The world is here for me and you to do our do. That is the clue. Glue the dream together. Taking flight, fully feathered in perfect weather, tethered to destiny. Now smile with glee for you, my friend, can become whatever you want to be. (laughs)
0: thank you so much sammy that's beautiful and i just wanted uh you know what's a great way for us to start wrapping this up and i just want to tell you thank you so much for being here um i want to thank your your wonderful wife and your children for allowing you to be here too because i know that they're sick and you probably have to take care of them and uh if anybody wants to get a hold of you what's the best way to get a hold of you and to get in contact with you
1: The best way, if you're at a time in your life where you need a little assistance or you don't and you just are jiving with what you've heard today, you're ready to live into your light. If you have children or if you don't have children, our program is about modeling the way for yourself. The best way to teach your children is to live it within yourself. Right. When we go around the dinner table, not only are my children talking about what they love about themselves, but they see their parents and their grandparents talking about what what we love about ourselves, right? We model, model the way. So these skills are available. Check out our website at ElevateCW.com or Elevate Community Wellness so elevatecw.com you can shoot us an email through the website you could check out more about the program we also have life coaching available if you're interested in that um, and you think that you need a little bit more one-on-one experience and time with us then we are more than willing to help but it is truly an education an education oh. in emotional and social intelligence
0: yeah, Thank you so much. I think everybody, emotional intelligence is something that all of us need to work on. Um, you can never get enough of that. It's important that we know ourselves and when we should when we should speak or not speak. And as well as understanding the people that that we're having relationships with, people that people that we communicate and co- have contact with in our lives. And we need to have that emotional intelligence to be successful. So thank you so much for highlighting that today.
1: Yes. And, you know, we do also, if you're wanting to come in easy, we also have a CD available that people can purchase. It's actually not a CD. It's a download, obviously. I don't know. Are there really CDs out there anymore? But um, (laughs) it's a download. And it's um, it is uh, we call them uplifters. So they're not meditations. We call them uplifters. And they are um, awesome. They're all about centering in the best parts of yourselves. And I did this in my master's program, and I worked with a, uh, a, a woman who loves music, Marie, and she did the music, and the music that goes with the affirmations that's behind, not the affirmations, the uplifters, what's behind them all have to do with each energy center. The seven main, main energy centers in our bodies, they're called chakras. They have a tone or a frequency. So um, there's an instrumental version of that as well. So check those out. That's a nice thank, entrance. You know? Thank
0: you so much for everything, Sammy. You can hang with me if you want. I got to do. I have to do my little uh, final, final goodbyes here, and I okay. have to. Uh, I have a little what they call add-on. So this nice. podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the HyperGuy Motivational Podcast. Download the free Pod the Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your own. Podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from your app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P O D B E A N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code podcast21 for your 30 days of podcasting hosting for free. Check it out. Um, I want to thank everyone for being here. Uh, Please be with us for our next wonderful guests. Like we have wonderful guests like Sammy. We'll have some other ones coming. If you like what you're hearing, please rate me on Spotify, Pandora, or iTunes. You can leave your reviews there. We can keep growing this community. If you have any other suggestions for me, you can go ahead and email me at the Hyper Guy, the Hyper Guy Motivational Podcast at gmail.com. The guy motivational podcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions about guests that you might want to hear. And thank you so much for listening let's keep growing this community take care and keep learning and i want to thank as as i do every podcast my producer brian and thank you so much brian for being here and and uh and producing this podcast for us thank you very much and have a wonderful day thank you